At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. When you're a Boost member, you get free delivery, double fuel points, and lots more. Sign up at Kroger.com boost. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. And welcome to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email X-Zone at xzoneradiotv.com on MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com, and our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. And, of course, we're coming to you around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, and our growing family of broadcast affiliates right across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. You know, this is kind of the time of the year when everybody kind of looks back at Christmas and says, oh my God, how much money did I spend? Well, today I've got a guest who's going to talk to us about a New Year's resolution with attitude, debt-free in 2012. Trevor Bullen is my guest, and as a teenager, Trevor was a drug-abusing high school dropout who weighed in at more than 300 pounds. He supplemented his meager income, pumping gas by hauling possessions to the pawn shop, uh, where he picked up just enough money for hot dogs and craft mac and cheese. By 17, Trevor decided that he'd had enough and come up with a plan. Within a year exonation, he quit drugs, lost more than 100 pounds, and started on the path to the right life. By 21, he had paid off over $85,000 in debt, and by 21, he earned his first million dollars in a single year. And he did it all by simply coming up with an attitude plan and putting his plan into motion. Trevor has a great book out, Exxon Nation. Take charge and change your life today. Joining me now from British Columbia, Canada, is Trevor Bolin. And Trevor, welcome to the Exxon. Thanks for having me, Rob. My goodness. Uh, is it is it that hard to do? Like, if if it's so simple and just, you know, planning planning the change, implementing the change, that people can actually turn their life around, why don't people do that? 
Well, you know what? Honestly, I think uh, it's funny when you say is it that easy because when you you know when you're sitting at day one looking mm-hmm. out upon you know the next year, the year after, it seems like it's a long time away. But you yeah. know when you're sitting there at day 364 and you're looking back on the changes you made, um, it seems like it all just happened yesterday. Yeah, it seems that time is going much faster these days than what used to be a long time. I, I remember years ago, you know, you think of a year and you'd look back and say, "Wow!" But today, when you look back at a year, it's like, "Oh my gosh!" It just seems like yesterday. What's the hardest part for somebody in initiating any plan, especially when we want to be debt free? Well, you know what? I think I think the hardest the hardest step is is step number one. It's it's admitting that. Um, there is the possibility of, you know, the fact that there needs to be change in your life or the required change needs to happen. And, and for somebody to just stand up and, and say, you know what, um, I need to change. I need to start, I need to start making my life um, what I deserve. I need to start making my life as, I, as I've always seen it. Um, that's the hardest step because if, if you know where you're starting mm-hmm. and you can envision where you're ending, to, to fill in the pieces in the middle are just a series of baby steps, which is what my whole, new book, you know, my whole book was about. Um, but that's step one is the hardest. So I, I guess number one would be realizing that you have a problem, and number one A is initiating the changes that have to be made in order to change your life. It is, yeah. When I, I mean, when I, I, I was through several um, circumstances in my mm-hmm. life, as I like to say, trials and tribulations and learning lessons. Um, you know, and at each step, I mean, it came to a point in my life where. Um, you know, a lot of people will start to, to set goals or, or envision change over the course of months or years. Um, you know, I was, I was doing it one day at a time. I was right. literally taking baby steps, um, you know, and, and continuing to always move forward. All right, stand by, Trevor. You and I have to take a commercial break. Exxon Nation, Trevor Boylan is our special guest. And the website for more information is www.trevorbolan.com. And uh, we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. I'm sorry, it's www.bolininternational.com. That's www.bolininternational.com. My name's Rob McConnell. This is The Exxon. We'll be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. Trevor Bolin is our special guest, www.bolininternational.com. We're talking about Trevor's book, Take Charge and Change Your Life Today. Trevor, why should, uh, you know, growing up, you know, I, re- I remember my parents uh, making a lot of negative comments about money. And I went, I'm wondering, is, is this the right thing for parents to do? You know what, Rob? It's, it's not. And I think a lot of times um, parents don't know they're doing it. Mm. Um, you know, and when I was growing up, and, and I mean, even right until into my, into my years now, you know, my, my dad would always say, you know, examples of, um, you know, a fool and his money or yes. separated. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and they just, they always go on and they don't realize that these, these kind of negative comments start to affect the way your kids look at money, um, the way they look at success, the way they look at savings. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's time we kind of start to, sh- to shift their thoughts um, on money. And, of course, the, uh, the, the famous one that I always heard was, money is the root of all evil. It is. And, you know, like there's, there's even signs and bumper stickers that have that. And, I mean, that's, I think that's one of the worst things we can tell people uh, or, you know, tell our children growing up because mm-hmm. that's, that's not true. It's, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with earning money, whether it be a lot or whether it be a little. And there's nothing wrong with saving it. Um, you know, that, that's the kind of things that, you know, our kids today are future leaders tomorrow. Um, if we want to start to avoid some of the messes that we find global economies getting into, maybe it's not a bad idea to start having a different, you know, a paradigm shift look at money. Yeah, it's funny that they actually don't teach kids in school the the right way uh, of using money, how to save money, how to you know how to prepare for the future. They don't, and that's unfortunate. No, yeah. You know, I, I think at the end of the day, when you know kids all of a sudden become seventeen, eighteen, or you know, and they're they're out on their own, or they're going to college, and you look at all these credit card companies now, they're sending them junk in the mail, they're mm-hmm. at campuses, they're in the malls, they're in airports, you know, and they're just they're pushing credit, credit, credit. Um, you know, of course, our next generation has no idea what to do with it because we've never taught them. Right. Now, why do you think it's so important to uh, to teach kids early about paying themselves? Uh, you know, I think it's it's just breaking the pattern. It's it's starting to to give them a new awareness of money. You know, when when our oldest son was uh, he was about three years old, we started doing some different different things with him, and we started to you know helping him set goals, set budgets. Um, part of those, both those budgets and those goals, were were paying himself first. So we you know we went with kind of the sixty forty rule with him, and any money that came in as far as birthday money or you know or or Christmas money. Or allowance, because we'd pay him an allowance. Um, he'd have to earn it for household chores, but any of that money was split up into savings, and you know some of it would go to the bank. And it's it's interesting because as you, as you do these with the kids, and you know once a month mm-hmm. we'd sit down and we'd open up his bank statements and show how much money he started with, and how much money he put in, and how much the you know the bank gave him interest, and you know and, and showing him at monetary values, and all of a sudden it, it became exciting for him um, to start saving, and it's it's a pattern we've created that can stay with him now for the for the rest of his life. How how on earth did you end up with eighty five thousand dollars in debt at such an early age in life? Well, you know, we just talked about uh, you know about credit cards being you know shoved to their kids and shoved right. to their teenagers, and that was what it was. You know, what I was I was I was very young. Um, I got into having a credit card, having an overdraft, you know, on my on my um, bank card, and and seeing my dad use visas all the time or use bank cards and use these different things. The flip side of that was was having to pay it back. At one point in the time, you know, someone needs to pay that money sure. back. And, you know, I just kept on going. And, and, I mean, as long as they just kept letting me use it, I just kept on using it. And they'd keep putting them up. And, you know, it was it was, it was a realization of, of not knowing, you know, like we talked about, of, of not being taught anything to do with monetary value. You don't mm-hmm. teach it at school. I didn't learn it at home. Um, you know, and then I was, I was forced to learn it the hard way. What was the worst part about selling the items that, that you sold at pawn shops? You know what? I think it was the last time, and that was kind of the breaking point that got me on that path. Was because I, you know, I was down to to, to five or six possessions, and mm-hmm. one of them was a little, you know, a little twelve inch or a little eight inch TV that I'd, I'd gotten as a gift when I was when I was younger. And you know, I took this and the other five belongings in, and I laid them on the counter. And it's kind of like when you're when you're at that point in time where you've got your last belongings and you lay them on the counter, you're virtually laying yourself there. And the guy behind the counter turns around and says, "You know, I'll give you twenty five bucks for the works." And 
And at that point in time, you're up against the wall. You I mean you've come this far? Yeah. Do you go back and and you know try to come up with a new plan, or do you take the twenty five bucks and make sure that that can work for today, and and then get on you know get on a life changing plan? We're we're in a very difficult time, as far as uh, finances are concerned. We've got the fall of the European market. We've got countries that are literally defaulting. We've got the credit rating of several countries, including the United States, going down. We have the uncertainty within the banking industry, uncertainty within the the real estate markets. Uh, what would you suggest for someone who is just starting at a young age to look at their financial future? How can they actually start and secure their futures? Well, you know- yeah, I love that question because, you know, they can start or even if it's somebody midway through, they can always make the changes. You know what? I mean, one of the biggest things I've done, and, and, I, and I still do it in my life and, you know, both business and personal mm-hmm. is, is to have my plan, uh, my budget, uh, my goals, paying myself first, you know, five or six little, honestly, they're, they're almost baby steps where they seem so easy. I think that's why people don't do them. But that's when you start to really, you know, recession-proof yourself, recession-proof your family. And, and in the times that we're in, this is the best time to learn. You know what? We've got people that have made mistakes, and, and unfortunately, we're, we're bearing a brunt of the mistakes mm-hmm. that have been made. But you know what? Um, now's the time to break away from the pack, um, you know, and, and start to think outside the box and start to go, okay, you know what? How can I do this for myself? So are, are, you, are you suggesting that people should actually look at entrepreneurship even in a time of financial uncertainty like we are today? Oh, huge. You know what? I mean, when I, when I started being an entrepreneur, I started it during the last, um, you know, quote, recession, unquote, mm-hmm. that we were in. And, and I mean, sometimes some of the, some of the biggest breakout um, businesses or breakout successes are started in bad times. You know, what? I mean, the only the only thing that we've got when you look at you know the look at the the markets that we're in and the conditions that we're in, and it is everywhere. You're 100 percent right. It's it's not you know there's no one place that's not affected by it. Um, and, and a lot of times, you know, that means you need to work twice as hard. But at the end of the day, if you're willing to put the work in and you're willing to change the way you view things and, and, you know, be able to be able to take that first step and say, hey, you know what, I need to start doing things differently, um, you're going to be heavily rewarded for it. Well, in your opinion, uh, Trevor, what are the most common mistakes people make trying to pay off debt? I think the, 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 number, the number one common mistake they make is they, they go with minimums, not maximums. And, you know, um, they start paying the, the $25 mm-hmm. minimum payment or the, you know, $150 minimum payment. And they don't realize that, you know, on a balance as small as $2,000, I can take up to 18 years to pay off wow. in doing those minimum payments. Um, second is, is they go with, with debt consolidation loans. You know what? The other day, I'd heard on one of the one of the local programs. It was it was quite a famous Canadian actor. Um, you know, he gets on the air and he says about how important it is. You know, that people get a hold of their finances and look at debt consolidation loans and stuff like that. And I mean, you know, each to their own. But I just I don't agree that that's something that's gonna that's gonna help um, families in these kind of times. I think that kind of sets them up for failure. What about these uh, What about these commercials that we see on TV where people can actually uh, get a reverse mortgage? For you know, on their house, they don't have to pay anything back until they sell the house. Now, this, this in essence seems like a dream come true for people. How how difficult is that, really? When we when we take a closer look at it, you know what I being in the real estate market myself, um, mm-hmm. I've seen this. I've seen the bad side of it. I've, I've yet to see the good side of it. I think if you know if if, if the market was was hopping along and you know houses were selling mm-hmm. quickly in all markets um, I don't think it would be a bad thing to help people out but a lot of times when it sounds too good to be true it is and and the, the realization when you've got you know you've got markets that have an average sale time of a hundred plus days you know and these these people are the, the interest is racking up their houses aren't selling 
you know, they start as payments on other things. Well, they're the first ones to jump on and start to foreclose the home. Like, people need to be really, really cautious, and, you know, and, and don't be afraid to, to tackle these guys head on and say, look, at here's, here's, this is my life. This is the plan I'm going to make out. And, you know, I will have you caught up or will have you paid off, but you need to back off and let me do this my way. Many of the credit cards these days are, what, 19 20% interest, even up to 25% yeah. interest. Uh, if you call up these people and say, listen, I just can't, you know, it's killing me. Will they back off, and then will they actually give you uh, breaks with uh, with the with the interest rate that they're charging? They will. You know, a person has to be careful because they'll try to settle the amount owing first, and you don't want to do that because that's what's going to end up, you know, in Canada giving you the R nine. Yes. Um, so you want to, you want to avoid settling it. But what you want to do is, you know, I, I can remember when I was in when I was in that kind of debt. And I mean, this was years ago, and, and you know, I was eighty five thousand dollars in debt. Yeah. And I, I phoned the credit card companies and the, the retail store cards and the bank, and I said, look, it, here's, here's the situation I found myself in. Um, you know, you guys, if, if you were willing to work with me, I'm willing to work with you because I don't want to see, I don't want to see this settled. I don't want to see this, you know, bankruptcy, nothing like this. This is, this is my debt. Mm-hmm. I'm responsible for it. I'm going to pay it off, but you guys need to be willing to work with me. And you know what? It was, it was fantastic. And I think that's what, you know, those times what really started the trials for now where people are able to do this and, and the banks are willing to work with people. I've heard stories where people just put their head in the sand as if they expect the credit card company or the retail card company just to go away. Oh, it's happening all over the place. And I mean, they're doing that with their mortgages too. And you know, that's, that's the worst thing you can do. You know, and, and I mean, I understand these, these debt collectors, I mean, a majority of them are not nice people. And, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, I don't, I don't mean any offense because that is their job, but yeah. they, they are only paid if they, if they get you to buckle. So, I mean, they're going to do everything they can. People need to realize to, to not be scared of these guys, to not let them affect their lives or ruin their days um, to say, Hey, you know what? This is my life. You're messing with, I'm in charge of my life. And, and here's how we're going to break this out. Take charge of your financial future you know that's that's another thing that I, I i don't think that people actually know the proper way or what their rights are they get these calls from the collection agencies or the or the collectors and like you say they buckle yeah you know and yeah, it, are there any consumer organizations or groups that actually educate the public on what their rights are there is, and I mean, a majority of them are online now. But you know, I, I think the problem is, is, is that they're not. You know, it's, it's you, you, you go online and you read how you know these guys aren't supposed to be doing this to you, and there's there's really nothing to do with it. And, you know, I, I mean, I can remember the nights I lost sleep. Um, I mean, just just my health was deteriorating yeah. at rapid rates because you know four or five calls a day from these guys. Thank goodness, the, you know, there wasn't texting or emailing as, as it is now, or else I can imagine how they'd be getting hold of people. But you know, people just they yeah. they honestly need to just take a stand and 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 I mean, don't hide from it. Don't. Don't tell them you're not going to do anything, but let them know that you're putting the plan into motion. Here's what the plan is, and then just stick with your plan. Stick with your life plan. Trevor, stand by, sir. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Trevor Bolin is our special guest, www.bolininternational.com. Trevor is the author of Take Charge and Change Your Life Today. We'll be back on the other side of this break with the news as the X-Zone continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzone.com. 
xzbn.net. Exxon Nation, Trevor Bolin is our special guest this hour. His website is www.bolininternational.com, and he's the author of Take Charge and Change Your Life Today. Trevor uh, owns three realty companies in British Columbia, Canada, including one in his hometown of Fort St. John, which was named the number one REMAX small density office in the world. He's also chairman of Bolin and Company International Training, which offers coaching and seminars for business people. He has served three terms on the Fort St. John City Council. Once again, www.bolininternational.com. Um, you know, Trevor, we've been talking about uh, the debt and, and basically how people should avoid getting into debt. And, you know, I understand that you have five simple steps for becoming debt-free in 2012. I do, you bet, Rob. Um, I mean, they're they're very simple, and that's part of the the detailing in the book that I go over. Um, you know, is, is no matter what stage a person's at, no matter what age they're at, if they're you know if they're looking to avoid mm-hmm. debt, if they're looking to get out of it, um, or if they're looking to sit down and 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 you know learn with their with their kids. Um, I mean, some of them are quite simple. Um, goals is is certainly one of them, and and that's one that we go over with the kids a lot is just to to look at. You know, first step where you are now. Um, you know, a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, where you want to be. I mean, people don't realize that that written down those goals start to become uh, a law of how you live your life. And I mean, those are one of the one of the greatest things. At the mm-hmm. intro to the to the um, segment that you mentioned about making you know my first million in a, in a single year, yes. that was one of the goals that was, was very well laid out and and it occurred the exact same year. Um, you know, with all the 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 pre lead up to it that was there. Um, second would be budgets. Budgets are big. Um, people need to take charge of their household finances, and, and that's what I'm a real advocate for. Is you know instead of putting the putting the bills in the drawer, or, you know, leaving them in the envelope, or waiting until the you know year end, whether it's business or personal, before you look at them, take them head on. You know what? Open those up. Um, have a look at them. Uh, figure out you know what portion of your income is going towards your expenses, because you you really start to have a good look at how you can. Um, you know, create more, you know, create more cash that stays in your pocket, um, per se. Uh, minimums, not, you know, uh, we talked about um, don't pay your minimums, pay your maximums on your uh, on your allowance um, or on your, um, your amounts owing. Mm-hmm. So when you do your budget, that ties in very nicely with that. Um, you know, instead of being $25, if you're able to figure out where every one of your dollars is going to and through budgeting, you can. And although it seems tedious, um, you know, it's a very, very rewarding process. Um, you start to realize how you can chunk off more of that debt, um, you know, and, and this is the true way to learn from it. And that's why we talked earlier that, you know, I, I think when you go to debt consolidations and these different things, you don't really learn. Mm-hmm. Um, next tip would be, you know, talk to a not-for-profit um, debt specialist. You know what? There's, there's a lot of people out there um, in Canada um, and the U.S. That, that this is what they specialize in. They specialize in helping people. They're not going to charge you big amounts of money for it. Um, they're, they're just out there to ensure that you're not losing sleep by, you know, hiding from these guys or by letting these guys harass you. Um, you know, on the flip side, get out and, you know, get some of the different books that are out there, like, you know, like mine that we talked about or, yep. or numerous other ones that are designed to help people um, start to take charge. Um, next would be, you know, a life plan. It, it's, it sounds like, you know, when you, when you say life plan, it almost, it almost scares people off, but it's, it's a very, very simple and actually fun way to start to look at, you know, you know, as, as kids we dream and 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, with, with New Year's, just being honest, we set resolutions and all these different things. Well, you know, life plans are, are dreams and resolutions for me as to what, you know, what they are for, for other people. So when I look at what my, my New Year's resolutions would have been, you know, before I started to get on this path, um, when I look at what, you know, what I always dreamt of being or wanted to be or wanted to accomplish, that's, that's the things I put in my life plan. And when you tie those, those goals, those budgets, those life plans, all that in together, and, and the fact that you always need to continue to grow your knowledge, especially on, you know, with what's going on in the world, um, those are five very simple, very baby steps um, that start to detail how I changed my life. Is there such a thing, uh, Trevor, as a, an income-debt ratio? There is, and, and you know, it, it's funny because I was I was given a seminar here not long ago, and one of the folks there said that you know if if you know he'd be fine on his income mm-hmm. uh, and his debt ratio if it wasn't for his wife always trying to exceed how much he makes, you know, and, and he kind of laughed after this, and and I mean I'm sure it goes wife, husband, sure. singles, couples, it doesn't it doesn't matter, but you know when he said this, and I you know I started to think, and I said, well, if, if you're going to let you know if you're going to let your your spending exceed your income. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do that, but that's only going to last just so long as we see with our governments doing it, you know, over the last couple of years. Yeah. I said, then one of the two need to give. You either need to learn how to earn more money or you need to learn how to spend less money. I said, but you can't, you can't do those two together. But I said, so which one's easier? Is it easier for you to, to spend less or is it easier for you to earn more? And he said, well, it's probably easier for me to spend less. And I said, well, then you just answered your own question. In your opinion, what are the best businesses? If somebody, if some, let's say somebody's laid off and they're looking to get into a new business and they want to try the entrepreneurial route, what, in your opinion, would be the best business to get into, let's say, as, as a home-based business or something that, that mom and dad could work together on? I think, um, honestly, I think what we're, what we're coming to right now is we're coming back to um, back to, you know, you, you take the, incorporate the online idea, mm-hmm. um, incorporated with a customer service idea, because you know, a, a lot of, a lot of companies and, and what we're seeing, you know, in the last, the last 10 or 15 years, it's funny because I was uh, tweeting this morning that I was, I was down in Oregon about a month ago and, and down there, it's law that, um, all service stations are full service stations, um, here in BC oh. and especially in 14 John where I'm from, you know, out of, out of a dozen service stations, one of them might be full serve. So, I mean, we're going away from that, that customer service. We're going away from that, that face-to-face hmm. appreciation that a lot of businesses have built, um, you know, huge success on. And I think, you know, I think what we're going to do is we're going to come to a, a point in time where people start to cry out for that customer service again. They start to cry out for the fact that, you know, they want to be able to have, you know, kind of that, that instant contact, but, but to know that they've been served well and, you know, and almost served with a smile, whether it be online or not. Um, so I think... You know, a lot of the a lot of the online um, ways and a lot of the online sales are starting to really pick up. Um, there's people making tremendous amounts of money or earning tremendous amounts of money through online sales, and it's, it's given a whole new spin on to how the business is done. But but if people are are wanting more personalized service, how long can we expect this this trend in online business, which is very very uh, cold? You know, you you want something, you buy it, it's delivered, it's sent, bang, you know, that's it. So if people want service, where's the service in an online business? You know what, Rob? You start to see some of the uh, some of the new programs coming out and, and getting huge. I mean, originally we started with Skype, and as Skype mm-hmm. started to grow, um, all of a sudden, you know, Al came out with FaceTime, and there's all these different programs that are coming out that 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 puts people back in touch with you. So it's right. not, you know, it's not as cold of a process as it can be. I mean, you look at the the consumer reports that came out, you know, after the Christmas break on on how many people were online shopping. 
I think if we could figure out how we could make online shopping, the, the fact that you, you don't need to leave your house, but you don't have to have that, that cold side on the other end, I think, you know, I think you'll find a conversion between customer service and between you know, online shopping or online business. But we're also going to have to look at the, the ramifications of all this online business when it comes to the unemployment ratios, because the more online business is, the less people are being employed. Yeah, there are. And that's why I think, you know, we talked about what would be some good things to start to look at. And I think combining those two could end up being a whole new market that we're, you know, we've we've yet to see. And a perfect example of this is, is the print industry. The print industry is suffering greatly when it comes to the sale of books because of of all the different uh, handheld devices now that people would rather download an e-book than to purchase a print book. And that's, I mean, that, yeah. or even go on to Netflix um, and the old, exactly. you know, with, with Blockbuster. Yeah. Um, businesses are changing. Yeah. People are changing. Um, you know, you look at you look at the book end of things, and you know that's a great example because right now you look at you know you look at Amazon and these different sites. Ebooks are literally leading in sales because that's going to be the the next generation. Mm-hmm. You know, for for our kids to go into a bookstore and buy a book could very well become obsolete in fifteen or twenty years from now, which is what you know what we enjoy doing, but. Going and talking to somebody, what we did 20 years ago versus our kids just texting, you know, has also been that trend. It's been that change. I mean, it's it's a it's a, a crazy exciting time. If you think of the the changes and the advancements made in the last 15 years, probably outweigh double than the the 50 prior to that. And I think it's going to keep on changing. This is a pattern that we're that we're not going to see change. I think what has to happen is that there has to be that happy medium found. Let's just uh, use the the publishing industry for uh, as an example. You. When it comes to a print book, you've got the pulp and paper industry that is employed. You've got the printers that are employed. You've got the import of materials that are employed. Now, a book that costs $35, uh, an author self-publishes, can sell that book online for less than 2 bucks. Yeah. But yeah, how many people... Now. That's right. But how many people are being put out of jobs because of the advances of technology? And I, and I can't see yet the... The happy medium. I think no, that, I don't think yeah. there's a happy medium yet. So where does technology get kudos for advancements instead of saying, geez, you know, technology's great, but look at all the people we've just put out of work. Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. But, you know, yeah. I think the other hand of it, too, is, is you look at any advancements that were made and, you know, automobile industry, uh, manufacturing, anything that have, you know, that, that I'm thousands of more people 20 years ago than they do today but because of advancements you know they were able to start to streamline the process and you look at the consumer at the end of the line paying you know two dollars and 99 cents versus 35 dollars that's who's really driving it is the consumer saying you know we want it fast we want it cheaper um you know an instant gratification has become the new normal way of life that's right and I, i i there sometimes i shudder to think where it's going to go in the future and, how, and that's why I think, yeah. you know, honestly, I think you'll find, I, I think there will be a happy medium because, I, I mean, right now, if you look at it, I don't, I don't own an e-reader. Um, I'm an author. Right. I'm currently working on my third book. I don't have an e-reader. I like the fact, and, and I talk to a lot of people, that you like the fact that you still have this tangible book. You have something that, that as you're holding it, you, you know, it gives you a sense of, of what the author put into this or what the full meaning is that I, I think you still find or that you will find on these e-readers. Um, no matter how many hit the market. I mean, it started with one and still slow, and then all of a sudden, you know, there's four or five that are out there. And I don't think they're a bad thing because I know being on a plane a lot and traveling mm-hmm. a lot, I, I know that would make it a lot handier. 
Um, but I still am very much uh, in my hand. Yeah. Um, you know, when I read a book, I devour it. And I think that's, you know, the people that do that and the people that are able to say, you know what, I'm going to devour this entire book and, and soak it all up. Um, I don't know if you can do that on an e-reader. Well, when we look at the big picture again, uh, if we're looking at people who traditionally read books, they're going to be they're going to be dinosaurs very shortly. Yeah, they are. You know, and once the need has been absorbed by the e-need, like I, I'm telling you, you know, we also run a, a publishing company. It's called e- eFormat Publishing and Digital Technology. Every day we get more and more and more requests from authors to put their book into e-format. Yeah. Because they're saying, geez, you know, I, I, don't have to, I don't have to give a publisher this much money. I don't have to give a publicist this much money. I don't have to pay this much for marketing. I don't have to make sure that uh, I buy so many books. They get the money right in their pocket yeah, directly no, from the consumer. And yet, I agree. And, and yet, when you look at the work that authors put in, you know, you look at the major publishing houses, you say, what's going on in the future? And then you've got all the school books, the textbooks, you know. Kids yeah. now download their books at the beginning of the year, and it saves mom and dad a ton of money. Yeah, yeah, ton of money, time, ton of room in their bags, yeah, room in their lockers. Yeah, no, I mean there's, and there is, I mean there's some huge advancements. That's what we said, you know, a yeah. bit ago. There's there's huge advancements that make a lot of sense mm-hmm. when you're when you're looking at at the instant gratification purpose, not when you're looking at you know, like you said, the thousands of jobs yeah. that are lost. You know, I'll give you an example. For an author to send out a book, they have to. They have to pay the, uh, let's say, the PR firm for that book or send that book that they have to pay for. And then they have to pay postage on top of that, which a normal size book will cost an author anywhere from 12 to $15. The ebook is sent yeah. electronically or on a, on a, in, a, in a flipbook format on a DVD for under a buck. Yeah, yeah so, I know. I know. It's, it's, it's a game changer. It is. It really is. Where do you see the big changes coming? We've got about uh, a minute before we go to commercial break. Where do you see the big changes in real estate coming from? I think, I think you know what, no matter what, I don't think the real estate industry can avoid the fact that, that all these other industries are going to change. I mean, yeah. I, mean I, I think what you've seen the last couple of years with some of these guys that have popped up um, you know, and tried to do the whole um, discount um, dollar with, still with, with the service, I think mm-hmm. people, have, again, they're still saying we want more service. We want full service. Yeah. Um, I think we need to go. I think you're going to find the, the the real estate industry go to more of a an online, um, you know, simplified virtual um, presence as as far as as just having the same old you know the same old system of a realtor picking up the phone and and making those contacts. Trevor, it's great having you with us. Please stand by. Exonation. Trevor Bolin is our special guest, and um, international.com is his website. The name of the book, Exonation. I think this would be a great book for every family. You can actually read it together, plan your futures together, and give your children an idea on how to make a plan for their lives. Because as parents, that's part of our responsibility, isn't it? The name of the book is Take Charge and Change Your Life Today. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue with our special guest this hour, Trevor Bolin. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213 401 
1-800-227-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Exonation, Trevor uh, Bolin is our special guest, www.bolininternational.com. He's the author of Take Charge and Change Your Life Today. Trevor, what would you like to leave the members of the Exonation with tonight? Well, you know, Rob, I guess number one was... was Thanks for sharing with me and letting me share. But I think people need to be able to, like we said, take that first step, realize mm-hmm. that they're not alone. There's a lot of other people and a lot of families that, that go through a lot of the problems they're going through. And that's why people like me are out there. And you know what? People that have been through this and, and been able to overcome it and, and exceed it, um, they're the ones that like to help. They're the ones that are, you know, the, the main reason I wrote a book wasn't to, you know, to see myself on paper because I can do that plenty at home. Um, <laughs> it was to be able to, to fast track the way people can start to put a little bit of success in their personal lives, mm-hmm. a little bit more success into their business lives, and, and just basically share with them the fact that, hey, you know what, you don't need to have your kids go through the, the same trials and tribulations that you did. Um, you, can, you can stop it, stop the pattern now, um, get involved, have fun with it, um, and, and start to really recession-proof your family. On a, on, a, on a different note, what do you think about the uh, Canadian federal government's idea about uh, lifting the age of uh, retirement from 65 to 67? Well, I think it was a matter of time because I think there's, there's people that that are, are 65 or coming yeah. on at 65 and they they you know they can't retire. You look at that that wealth gap they did between the the young and the old. Um, it's at its widest level in 30 years. I mean, it shows you that you know that the the youth coming up now are going to be in in worse shape mm-hmm. you know when they retire than than our our seniors are upon us now, and that that's kind of a scary fact. And I think what they're doing is they're trying to be proactive, but people need to realize that that you can't. I mean, you don't want to work until you die. Um, there's a reason that, that 65, 67, it, it should be a choice after that. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be mandatory. So, I mean, people need to, to really start looking at their future, looking at their budgets, looking at their goals, and realizing that, that they're the ones that are responsible for what's going to happen in their lives in 15 or 20 years from now, um, and, and demand more, demand the best, demand that this be the best life that you know, goes out in, in records um, for people deserving it. One quick question. Do you think the Canadian real estate market will ever be in the same mess that the U.S. real estate market is in? I don't. You know, there was a, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of precautionary measures that were put in that that in the market myself were very thankful for. Um, now, there, I mean, not every area is either done well or, you know, or, or not done well. Um, but on an average, when you look at the Canadian market, we're very fortunate. And we didn't get hit as bad with the, you know, with the, um, the yeah. subprime in the beginning. It was only 3 or 4%. Um, and then the, the federal government stepped up and, and changed the amortization. They shortened the amortization rates. They made the approval process a little bit harder. And you know what? It's, it's things like that that, that make us in the industry and, and, and make us in Canada proud that, that we've been able to get away with, you know, with, you look at the states. I mean, uh, the only good thing is when, when the states officially hit recession, which was November of 2007, a lot of our Canadian markets didn't even feel that until 2009. So by the time we realized something had changed, you know, uh, the changes were made to, to protect um, the consumers, you know, the, the, the mortgage consumers and the, the housing consumers. Um, and now as the state starts to, to slowly but surely rebuild, which they will, I mean, they'll, they'll start to see some turnaround here, I think, in numbers in the next year or so. Um, 
you know, it's going to rise up again, and that's just going to make Canada Canadian market that much stronger. Trevor, I want to thank you so much for joining us. It's been a great pleasure uh, talking to you. We look forward to the next time we talk here in the Exxon. But Exxon Nation, for more information on Trevor, visit his website, bolininternational.com, and the name of his book is Take Charge and Change Your, change your Life Today. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news here in the Exxon. <laughs> 